and we're on. Hello. <laughs> Hi guys. Um, so welcome to the Shy Fit podcast. So it's myself and Hannah Hello. on the podcast today. So we're super excited about this. Um, and today we're going to be talking all things periods. And I think we're going to call it what? Period cast maybe? P-cast. Yeah, P-cast. Yeah, P-cast. I like that. So <laughs> um, it was going to be like a structured podcast, but actually we got loads of questions on the Facebook group so actually we're going to do a little bit of a Q&A so me and Hannah have both done some research into the period world um, for our masters and undergrads um, I'm going to let Hannah talk a little bit about hers so Hannah if you go ahead tell us what you did for your research project so mine was part of my dissertation at the end of my masters in sport and exercise medicine um, I looked at relative energy deficiency deficiency <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> Try to say that word first. Um, I looked at relative energy deficiency syndrome. So red S is what is known as um, in elite female rugby players because I was playing rugby at the time, so it was a big interest of mine. Um, unfortunately, because everyone was on contraception, so I couldn't use a lot of the people that um, came forward for the study. So I ended up with quite a small sample size. So I didn't actually find um, a significant significant difference in what I was looking at but I was kind of looking at um, energy intake and how that relates to menstrual function and if periods were regular irregular non-existent in some people Um, and I did I did actually find a trend towards low energy intake with menstrual irregular periods essentially Um, but couldn't say that it was significant because I didn't have a big enough sample size unfortunately Um, but this kind of correlates this was the same as what was found in other sports as well and seems to be found across the board in female sport but needs to be far more research into it which I'm sure you can vouch for as well with yours. Yeah absolutely so I was exactly the same as Hannah I I think my to to have to create significant results I needed a sample size I think it's about 158 females Um, I think I managed 13 (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yeah I had a really sort of niche exclusion criteria and it required for females to be not taking hormonal birth control have regular periods be healthy but participate in elite sport Um, so my dis was on the investigation of perceived sport and performance throughout the cycle among elite female weightlifters and CrossFit athletes with a consideration of sleep behaviour and energy intake. Wow, that's a mouthful. Yeah, isn't it is it? a mouthful. <laughs> Goodness me. I definitely didn't make my life easy when I chose this. <laughs> I remember you said that to me right back when you were doing it. I was like, oh, what have mind? I done? <laughs> okay. Um, but super, super interesting. And uh, the reason I picked CrossFit and weightlifting was because this is the sport that I'm in and there's very 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 (laughs) little research yes oh my god yeah it was tough but like what Hannah said it's the same trend across most female sports if not all of them to be honest and again yeah I couldn't create any significant results based off the sample size but I found trends um, with low energy intake poor sleep behavior and bad let's say PMS symptoms um, around the cycle so yeah it was super interesting and we'll, I'm sure we'll draw upon those as we're answering the questions as well for the Q&A. So starting with so I won't say names um, so I'll just go through the questions that I've been sent um, personally and also that's on the thread but we're going to start with the thread first. So the first one is can you make me not have periods anymore? So I, I, don't, I know this is not literally um, a serious question, but I'm guessing you're still interested to see, obviously, what the options are 
available to you. So I'm going to pass this over to Hannah and we're going to talk a little bit about birth control. So before we go into this, I'm going to cover my back a little bit. Um, lots of you will know I do have a medical degree. Everything that I'm about to say is not medical advice. Um, I would strongly advise if you want more information on this to go and see a doctor who is working and insured as a doctor. Um, this is just little me, little Hannah, CrossFit coach, um, just giving my opinions and my thoughts on it. Um, so birth control wise, I am going to draw on personal experience with this and not go too much into the medical side of things. I have tried all sorts of birth control. Um, it does not work for me, unfortunately. Um, I either get incredibly stressy and moody, which is what <laughs> I had with the pill which I was on for a few years, and I did try the coil um, as a method of birth control, but I then ended up having a constant period for eight months, so it kind of did the exact opposite of what I needed it to do. So unfortunately, birth control has not worked for me. Um, Although it does seem that some members have commented that it can help with periods and uh, cutting them down, making them slightly easier, which is, of course, what, what you yeah. can do when you go and see the doctor and things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you are serious about, obviously, stopping your periods, I think, unfortunately, the only route for this is to take hormonal birth control. Mm. As there is um, a form of non-hormonal birth control, which is the copper coil, but unfortunately, I do actually think this can um, make your periods yeah, worse, um, maybe more heavy, more crampy, and things like that. So, I'd really, the only option there is hormonal birth control. But I always think if there's an effect, there's a side effect. So... Mm. You may be able to stop your periods, but at what cost? What are the side effects of the contraception that you're going to be taking? Um, like what Hannah said, she experienced bad effects with hers. I've been exactly the same, hence why neither of us <laughs> on birth control, which you know can seem actually like a pain for training and competing, but it's quite the opposite because you can track your cycle, you can know where you're at and you can work with it. And hopefully today, ladies, that's what we're going to help you do is work with your cycle and stop trying to work against it. It's not the worst thing in the world. Try see it as like your monthly report card, like a little check-in and how your internal system is doing. Um, and hopefully by the end of this as well, like you'll feel more positive and you can use your period as, like I said, a check-in opposed to being like, oh God, it's the worst thing ever. Everything's shit. <laughs> but don't get me wrong, we still uh, we still have days like that. Oh, God, but yeah, yeah hopefully, hopefully it won't be as bad. up so we get it at the same yeah, time. <laughs> we actually have. So that's a legit thing, by the way, ladies. So your period, they don't, apparently, they don't sync up with somebody else. But if you are in like, close contact with another female and apparently if you sweat with them, this is a big thing apparently um your period will start to shift and not necessarily always closer to theirs but it will cause a shift um but super weird like it's a, and mine did well tara's came to mind so we decided that i'm the alpha female <laughs> in the group yeah that's what we did yeah okay oh it's so funny um so yeah let's say <laughs> my next question so so this is, um, yeah, okay, so this is interesting. So this is about the menopause and the effect of the menopause, I think, on training and also maybe what we can do at the gym to help with the symptoms and, you know, can exercise make it worse and things like that. And she has pointed out here this might be a separate podcast and unfortunately I think it could be. And also another note, um, unfortunately me and Hannah haven't actually researched into the perimenopause and menopause. We've more dealt with menstruating women i have done though quite a little bit of reading around this and i'm actually going to signpost you to um an author called Maisie hill she wrote period power um i do actually have that book on loan oh, but the book. book yeah it's fantastic and it will be back at the gym so if anybody wants to borrow it you're 
more more than welcome but she's actually wrote another book um called i think it's perimenopausal power and she's excellent and she's really like she really sort of simplifies the science and she goes into the hows and whys and what's and yeah it's super super interesting so I strongly recommend grabbing a book and yeah reading through that and if you've got any questions or anything come give us a shout one-to-one um it is very very different to the menstrual cycle because it doesn't follow the same infradian monthly rhythm as ours does it's as you probably already know it can be very sporadic and very unpredictable so i recommend doing a little bit more reading i'm gonna use this opportunity as well to do some more reading myself so i can help you and then hopefully you know together we can come up with some good solutions um some good ways to help you feel good training yeah yeah lovely do you want to go ahead and read the next question hannah uh so the next question what food is good to eat if any i know i always crave bad food sugar fatty and unhealthy Mm. foods what's like your go-to like chocolate yeah always chocolate do you know what like at easter when you know when they start making easter chocolate from like january it's so good because they they um what's that it's the mini egg dairy milk chocolate Mm -hmm. bar cream eggs oh yeah so bad oh it's so so, bad so good and i just i yeah, I think I got one like nearly every yeah. week and I had no excuse, but like especially like pre-period, it's like a big chocolate bar. I can relate to it massively. I yeah. Really can. Oh, it absolutely. always the week before. Yeah. Always. I'm actually all right when I'm actually on my period. It's the week yeah, before. Yeah, um, my appetite actually suppresses when I actually yeah. come on. It's mm-hmm. beforehand. I. It's weird. It's like I'm a bottomless pit and I can't get full. <laughs> I know. Like I've, I'd eat and eat and eat and I'm just still hungry yeah, and then it's a vicious cycle because you're it getting is. yourself for eating so much yeah. rubbish food so um we're back to the question so what good food to eat so basically you want to be eating your normal diet but you do want to be increasing your protein intake and also your complex carbs so what this will do is help stabilize your blood sugars which will hopefully then alleviate the cravings i say that it, it might slightly dampen them it's not going to be a miracle worker um you want to be increasing your overall food intake because your metabolic rate will be increased during like the seven to ten days before your period so i would go for like bigger volume meals so try cramming like extra fiber as well so like more fruit and vegetables one because the volume of food will make you feel full but two the fiber will actually help clear the estrogen and this is what can cause like bad pms symptoms as well so those are really good points to do in terms of craving what i would do so i don't i used to fight against this all the time and i'd end up in a horrible binge cycle and it took me quite a long time to break that and now if i really want something i have it yeah and move on and i'd vouch for that for sure relationship with food is so so much better for it so i would maybe keep it to the end of the day so eat well breakfast lunch and dinner have all your good food got all your vegetables protein ticked off when you get in after training or work or whatever sit down get that big bar of chocolate the mini egg dairy milk or whatever it is and just enjoy it and move on like don't keep fighting it and fighting it like if it's just a little bit of a moment of weakness and you're like oh i'm fine um you know yeah push through it but if you're really craving something i honestly think and i don't know if this is the right advice or not johnny randall's might be tell, might, yeah, might tell me off like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um but i honestly just have it and move on from it and it's fine don't punish yourself don't do an extra training session don't skip breakfast the next day just have it move on enjoy it okay yeah. i think if your body's telling you it wants something it's normally for a very good reason yeah exactly exactly 
I hope that was helpful. I liked Eve's comment. She recommends a uh, beef hula hoops and beef an Easter hoops. egg for high protein premenstrual meal. <laughs> elite snack. That. <laughs> that is elite. Oh, Easter eggs. I miss them so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> Christmas and then you get the Christmas chocolates. Oh, it's soon. <laughs> <laughs> so next question. So um, the relationship between being on your period and how it affects training. So yeah. So I've got loads to say. On yeah. This. Like, go ahead, Hannah. So a few experiences to draw on. Um, a personal one firstly so when I first started I first found CrossFit kind of three years ago and Tara was coaching me over at CrossFit Leeds actually Ooh. yeah um, <laughs> I did the classic CrossFit and threw myself in the deep end wanted to do all of it every day all day every day um, I remember this you remember this I was training I was coming into the CrossFit gym like maybe twice if not three times a day alongside a medical degree and playing um Rugby. Playing rugby as well. No, that's not Oh, I don't know what that was. Just set off with the giggles. Um, where was I? So, yeah, medical degree. Gone crazy on CrossFit. And I was playing rugby at the top level. Um, and my period stopped completely. Completely stopped for kind of four or five months. Um and I was I was a little bit worried and I went to see a doctor and he just to be honest I don't think he really knew what he was saying <laughs> he was just like yeah it's just because you're exercising too much you'll be fine and I was like oh I don't know whether I should be worried or not or not yeah I think I actually remember having this conversation with you and yeah. he was like oh I think it's fine I was like it's not fine Anna. Yes, I was like this was five months without a period I was like I don't know that that is fine I don't fine. think that's okay you're either five months pregnant or something <laughs> 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 pregnancy tests all over the shop I was like oh my god yeah made a fortune on pregnancy tests anymore <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> anyway I then um, rugby kind of took off a little bit more and I kind of stepped back from CrossFit a little bit um, and my period did come back so I think I probably was eating more and exercising less but it's a very interesting point isn't it about in, uh, energy intake and how that then factors into your Absolutely. mental function this is my second second experience experience story to um to tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, a good friend of mine, so she was involved in elite sport from a young age. Got taken into British cycling when she was about fourteen. Um, so obviously that was her full time kind of occupation. That's what she was doing day in day out, and she was training an awful lot. Um, her periods, I might be completely wrong on this, but I think they maybe started, but they were super irregular. So kind of maybe one or two through through a year and then she got to kind of 16 and they just stopped and didn't didn't ever come back and she is now mid-20s and has never had a period since then that's crazy um, isn't it which is mad and she she hasn't had it looked at by a doctor or anything she hasn't looked into it um like blood hormone levels or anything like that she maybe probably should i have advised yeah, that she probably yeah. should. um but it'll be interesting it's interesting that that was her start to kind of around the time that she was um beginning a period that's what was going on in her life and whether that has an impact on her menstrual function now yeah absolutely and I think overtraining or underfueling or, mm. or both is has a huge impact on the menstrual cycle and as I said before your menstrual cycle or your period is like your monthly check-in and if you have a period that has very little PMS symptoms um like little cramps and it comes regularly that's a really good sign that internally you know you're functioning well if your periods are irregular or you do experience really bad PMS symptoms um, or your period changes like maybe in flow or in length there's a sign that something's maybe not quite right um, yep. and usually that is linked to like stress energy intake um, actually po probably mainly 
those two and I think stress is the huge one because I think the reason why um, I overtrain and everything like that causes stress and that's what obviously affects yeah. the menstrual cycle. So I, I went off a tangent then I got well, that's outside by the way guys and I got very distracted <laughs> and I don't even think I, I said a clear sentence then <laughs> you did but it made sense did. I'd have called you if it didn't <laughs> so I was just like but, 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 but. Um, so I think we've, we've yeah. answered there how your period affects your training yes no how your training affects your period but the question was oh okay yes affects your training so that's the flip side so we'll tie into the next one here so maybe like what's the best parts of the cycle which are best to push cardio goals and when to push the strength and Mm. technique one so um this is a really interesting uh, question i like this one so actually before i started training with the boys um when i was training like on my own i did actually used to periodize um pun not intended periodize my Mm. training around my cycle um i did at one point actually have really really bad uh, PMS symptoms and I, I know this was down to to personal stress um, and so I did have to actually alter quite a bit of my training to suit my period and it did work but actually I was I was periodizing it wrong which I'll go into detail later um, but since training with the boys I've kind of like have chucked that out the window a little bit because I kind of want to do all the training with them but definitely realize a huge difference and peaks and troughs in my performance and Hannah will feel exactly the same where some days it's like wow I have nothing to give I actually just have just gone through this like a really bad bout of um let's say yeah PMS and everything like that and especially with all the stress before semis and at semis like it definitely had a huge impact and I could feel a big difference in training you know when you do a workout and you're like I have nothing yeah. I remember doing this it was the burpee over line bike and shuttle one and I was like I have nothing left and Sam's like come on God, send it Tara send it and I felt like saying fuck off <laughs> <laughs> fuck off Sam <laughs> because oh, he was a man it made it worse I'm just like yeah. get fucked <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I know how that feels but anyway um, I feel like I keep going off tangents but yeah there is actually times in the cycle where it's best to push one or the other so let's break it up into four weeks so week one is your period week two is the week after your period but just before ovulation and let's say week two and week sorry then week three and week four are the two weeks after ovulation before your period the week during your period, so your hormones are all pretty much balanced out, and I'm talking about um, FS, FSH, so follicle stimulating hormone, estrogen, LH, luteinizing hormone, progesterone, progesterone. I always say that wrong. Progesterone. And, <laughs> <laughs> and testosterone. Everything is really, really level, so you should be feeling pretty stable there, but you may be experiencing some like cramping and things like that, which is normal. This week and the week after, um, so the week after is when you are thriving, by the way, and that's just around ovulation. So these are the two weeks where you want to be hitting your strength targets. So really trying to, you know, chase after them, those one rep maxes, things like that, and going for like tough workouts. And I'm talking like the, the horrible CrossFit workouts. Ovulation, again, you should be thriving there because you do get a peak in testosterone. So you should have a little bit more tenacity in your training as well. So feeling like, you know, getting after again those heavier weights. Though saying that, ovulation can bring about some bouts of anxiety. I know I, I struggle quite a little bit with mm. that. I don't know about you, Me Hannah. Yep. Um, so that can also, also make you feel worse. But like in terms of like physically, you should be really good to be hitting, you know, hitting workouts hard and things like that. After ovulation, it's all downhill from there. So before ovulation, all those hormones that I spoke about, apart from progesterone, Help me out, Hannah. Progesterone. Progesterone. <laughs> all start to peak, but then they drop off after ovulation. But they all start to peak back up, but this time included progesterone. Am I saying that right? Yeah, you're saying that right. Yeah. 
And this is kind of what sort of brings about all those like sort of PMS symptoms, you know, you're feeling low and motivated. Um, you'll also find that your energy levels will dip. Um, so this is a good time to maybe focus on just work output. So just having a good sweat, focus on technique. Um, don't try maybe chase a PR. Don't try like go for those really horrible workouts here. You just want to be focusing on movement, maybe improving your skill. Um, so basically break your cycle up into two halves to make it easier. Um, so period, week after your period, go for it, send it. After ovulation, before your period, take a foot off the gas. Just think about sweating and movement. I hope that's helpful. I think it's going back to what we touched on before about listening to your body. Like, yeah, I've kind of learned this year training with Tara and the team to listen a lot more to if I'm feeling rubbish, if I don't want to, if you've got that kind of, I really don't want to do this. Um, and it not just be, I'm having a bad day. It could well be related to obviously where I'm at in my cycle. Yes. Um, listening to that and not stopping and not skipping a session, but finding something that I do want to do. Finding something I can just sweat through and move through rather than forcing myself to do a workout that I don't want to do. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was periodizing my training around it before, this, this there's very little literature on this, by the way, guys. So this is why it's like a lot of trial and error with us. Um, I used to take that week before my period, like a deload week, but I... I I programmed it like a classic deload, so very low volume, high intensity, and I, it was not working for me at all, and I just thought, oh God, it's just doom and gloom. But recently, I've learned a lot more from uh, StrongFit, so Julian recommends changing your training week by week based around your cycle, so I know this is going to be quite difficult for you guys, because if you're coming to the classes, it's already pre-programmed, yeah. and unfortunately, we cannot periodize <laughs> our <laughs> training around all of your periods. <laughs> It'd be very, very good if we could, but we can't, but there are things that you, you can do, so if you speak to us, we'll know, and the guys are educating themselves more about this as well, um, especially Max, I know he's really interested in it, because he wants to do it for us girls, for our programming, um, but yeah, if you speak to us, we're more than happy to sort of tailor the session to suit you, whereabouts you are in your cycle so for example if you're in that I'm going to call it hell week <laughs> you know exactly what I mean <laughs> it's hell <laughs> so hell week and it's programmed one rep max snatch balance which is coming up in a couple of weeks and you're like oh my dear god like no and I know what you feel like you don't want to be doing that what we I would do and what I'd recommend for you to do is you're going to go for uh, sets of five at a lighter weight and focus on technique. You're not even going to build to a heavy. You're not even going to put any heavy weight on the bar. You're just going to keep it light. So you're just focused on work output. You're focusing on volume. Same with the workout. If it's like a horrible short, sharp workout, which you just haven't got the energy for, we're just going to treat it differently. Rather change the time domain or we'll change the movements or we can just change the focus of it. Because sometimes you can do the exact same workout, but just approach it differently. So for example, if we look at Monday's workout, make it where it's five minutes on, five minutes off. There's people who are sending it in those five minutes and, you know, working, working really hard. If you're not feeling like that, you can just work at moderate intensity, consistent across those five minutes. And you do it exactly the same as everybody else, but your focus is different. And this is where you have to really focus on yourself and forget about everybody else in the room. And I noticed that in classes, actually, it, it, it is people treat it almost like a competition every day and mm. I'm like does that not wear you out <laughs> like I just went and like I, I didn't care about like winning the workout or anything like that and that's why I loved it but I noticed actually it's, it was the opposite for some people mm. it was that they had this pressure of like I don't know maybe beating somebody or getting the best score or what people thought of them and I'm like no one no one cares about anybody else you know but so you just have to really focus on yourself and do what's best for you in that instance as well um I hope that was helpful by the yeah. way I could I could literally talk so much about this by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> <Me too. laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll skip by um, Robert Dent's gonna comment. Say, are we going to touch on that? Gonna yeah, miss? no. I, I actually did type out something. I'm not going to say it on here. It was bad, wasn't <laughs> it? She said it and it's bad. It cannot be repeated <laughs> I typed on it, here. I typed it out and I was going to send and I was like... Check yourself, Tara. Tara, you cannot write that. Um, so I'm not going to say it on here either. Um, if you want to know what it is, Rob, if you wanted to come see me in person, yeah, I'm we'll more than chat, happy Rob. to... <laughs> more than happy to tell you. <laughs> What do we have next? Uh, That's a good kiss, Johnny. <laughs> is that? Oh, there's some more here. Okay, so is, is there any links with hormone spikes and strength and endurance whilst training and how to combat these? Do you want me to say this one hand or do you want to Yeah, you've got... Yeah, so... Hormone spikes and strength and endurance. So, like as I mentioned before, you do get a little, um, you get a testosterone spike around like your ovulation, and this can like bring about a little bit more tenacity. So you're not aggressive as such, but it can definitely help with your strength training. So it's really good to be doing your strength training around that time. Um, in terms of like the endurance stuff, well, in fact, actually, so you oxidize fat better on your second half of your cycle, so during your luteal phase. So this could be a good time to do your endurance training, um, like long and slow, so all your list style workouts. Um, so definitely like nasal only stuff as well would be super beneficial on the second half. So if you were to really simplify it, you could think of the first half of your cycle, strength, power, sprint, fast, hard, and the second half of your cycle, like long, slow, steady, aerobic, nasal only. And that's like a really good way to probably simplify it and break it up. Love that. Next one. So I'll be this Aunt You can draw upon this one. So links mm. with changes in low mood and confidence in training. I think we can all relate to this yes, one. Yes, we can. Me and Tara <laughs> oh relate God. to this all the time. <laughs> um, so it is. It is difficult when you're feeling low in mood and to come in and depending on what the workout is, to feel confident with movements that you're not confident with on, on a day to day basis, and then to, to, for that to be then made more complicated by your being in low mood or a particular one for me is when I'm cramping and I'm asked to do a burpee, I'm like, sorry, Oh, God, no. do you know what the worst one is? And it's like a heavy clean, and you're like, day one of your potato, one or two of your period, yeah. and you're like, I don't think, I, I don't know if this is safe. <laughs> I don't really want to hit my womb on a heavy barbell, oh, if yeah. I'm honest. I think I need to put a nappy on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh, the boys will love that. Oh, no. There's no boys listening to this. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there, there are links, links with both of those for all of us, I think. Um, in terms of combating that, yeah, so low mood and confidence in training. Yeah, I've. Do you know what's actually helped me with this? Because I used to experience this more so before training as a team. And I actually put it down to discipline and habit. Because we always train every day at eight and we always train every day at two. And to me, that's my job. I don't even think about it. I just get up and I train. And even if I don't feel like it, I just get in the car and I go. And I think because it's a habit and because it's a team and I have to, I don't have to say I have to go. Obviously, I want mm. to go. But it's it's a part of the commitment to the team it's not you know i haven't really i haven't really got an excuse not to go so it makes me go and then i always feel better for it i might be quieter in the session i might you know be a bit arsey i don't i don't know and i might not feel as good but i always go and i think that's what maybe it is it's creating a habit so if motivation fails you still do it anyway it's like no matter what mood you're in you still brush your teeth before you go to bed little things like that it's it becomes part of your life where you don't think about it i think when it becomes a conscious thought you can talk yourself out of it and maybe that's where it's good to meet people arrange to meet someone at the at the class tell someone you're going so you feel like oh shit i have to go i told them yeah. i was going um in terms of battling the low mood it, that's like a lot of work which i've done in the past years try and prove self-esteem um and i've listened to quite a few audiobooks i'm more than happy to um 
if you're interested, drop me a message and I can send you lists <laughs> of books um, that I've listened to. And I think a lot of it is just improving, like, you know, your, your self-esteem. And I think that can help. But I think ultimately we all do get that slump. 100%. I think more often than not as well, you'll come out of a session having felt rubbish in it. And then afterwards, you might actually feel a lot better. I know yeah. I do. I come away from a session like, like oh, I'm, I'm glad really I did, glad that. I did that. Yeah. yeah, we've done that so many times, oh God, haven't we? How many times? Well, like I don't feel like this. I don't really feel very good today. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And it's like it's hard training with boys, who like especially like Max and Turner, they just crack on with it. They they got on with it, and obviously, you know, they don't always they don't always understand. I guess how we're feeling, but we don't always maybe want to say. Um, and sometimes it makes you at first you're like, oh God, I can't be asked like with them. But then actually, they they probably good for making us feel better yeah it's just at that moment in time you think oh no like i just want to be in, i just want to be in a bad mood yeah <laughs> Do you know just what i mean i just want to be in a bad mood i want to skip the session and then <laughs> they never let us and they always cheer us up even if we don't <laughs> you know <don't laughs> don't want to admit it but um so yeah i think part of it is just getting yourself in and yeah it's hard actually it is hard. It, is hard. it is um i've got some more i got sent personally now let's have a look so Du, 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 bear with me. Mm-hmm. I'll stop breathing into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's intense, isn't it? Yes. A bit of Darth Vader <laughs> going on. Oh, it's a few. Right, okay, so. Yeah, we've got 10 minutes left of this as well. Um, so during your luteal phase of your cycle, when you feel sluggish, is it better to adjust training um, during this time or push through and train as normal? So I think we've already actually answered that question. So. Yeah don't just push through um just adjust your training just come and sweat if you do need an extra day sometimes it's hard to know is it do i need a day off or do i just need to mm-hmm. just crack on um i always think if you come in and you do it and you feel it better for it then yeah you did the right thing to crack on if you come in you've done it you actually feel worse and then you feel even worse the next day then maybe you just need to take yes. a day's rest um i think it's always worth coming in and doing a bit of something and we will always change it like I, th- I would love it if we spoke about this more and girls came up to us more and just said look right i've just got my period like i really don't want to do this I've we said like, this at the beginning didn't we We said it doesn't get spoken enough about enough no people aren't openly all. saying i feel like this today not at all and i think it's best training is really good like it will it's got so many benefits throughout the whole cycle that you don't really ever need to take need to take the time off but if i don't know it depends if training's a stress say if you've got to get in from work you've got to feed the kids and then you've got to rush to the gym you've got to rush back and put the kids to bed and you get anything fuck me then maybe actually just don't go to the gym have a couple of hours at home get a bath and just relax because yeah, stress is really really important mm-hmm. but if you're just sat at home on the evening and you haven't got that much to do you know and the gym's like your time go and enjoy it so i guess it's little things like that actually do make a huge difference so try see it from that way but ultimately it, it will make you feel better and i think just adjusting your training to sue is is good enough yeah um the next question are there certain times in your cycle when hormones dip or increase would adjusting nutrition help with these to stabilize things so yes hormones do do change i have spoke about the hormones yeah, and how they fluctuate quite basically um i won't go into the ins and outs of it but if you do obviously want to know more if you just drop me a message in terms of that um the science can come a bit boring <laughs> and i'm quite bad at pronouncing the words as well <laughs> around that show the changes in hormones yeah i've got over f- the 28 days so it's quite easy to look at yeah and i've got a few books which they are on loan but when they're back in the gym feel free to grab one um so just in nutrition i wouldn't overcomplicate it um the one thing i would say is in the first half of your cycle carb up around your training because you're going to be training with more intensity second half of your cycle prioritize complex 
carbs, fiber, and protein. Mind you, you should always prioritize protein, but that will help stabilize your blood sugars. And also, because you're because of the increase in progesterone as well, you need to be taking extra protein just because you can become more catabolic. That's not really scientifically correct, but that's just the easiest way to explain it. Um, and fiber to help clear estrogen, which can help then alleviate the PMS symptoms. But that's quite a basic way to look at it, but I, wouldn't, I would not overcomplicate it at all. Um, there is other vitamins and supplements you can do, but I'm not... Um, allowed to actually tell you what you should and shouldn't supplement either um otherwise i'll get kicked off my nutrition <laughs> no yeah my accreditation uh, won't like that let's look at this other question here so if you're on the pill can you still track your cycle and train in sync with this that's a good one for you hannah if you're on the pill can you still track Tra- your cycle and train in sync with this yeah um it should be a lot easier to track your cycle if you're on the pill depends obviously which one you're on um, but you should be able to predict when your period will be. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of how, what am I trying to say, how your hormones change with the, if you're using hormonal contraception, how that affects what a normal hormonal graph would look like, if that makes sense. So I don't yeah. know how it would, if it would fluctuate differently. Because basically you don't ovulate. Yeah. So I don't know if you stay pretty... I'm not sure. Yeah, this is something I, I think. Well, I don't think they know. Yeah, this is like it's 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 quite under research. I say under researched. I think it's just because there's that many pills and that many um, different types of pills. Like you can get like the mini pill. You can get estrogen only. You can get all yeah. sorts of different pills. Um, so they all have different effects on the cycle, but ultimately seem to have the same output. I, th- I have a feeling that she's on the mini pill because she gets the symptoms. Um, but like I don't think she's like on she doesn't get a period so I'm guessing she probably right. takes it every day and I've had that before and I think the best thing you can do is if you download a period tracking app I think Clue's quite good for this um, I use Garmin personally but it's just easier for me but I think Clue's good for this where you can track your symptoms every day but you have to be religious doing it every single day and maybe after three to six months you'll notice a pattern because um, you, you don't know there might actually be a pattern it might seem random now but you might be like oh actually every three weeks I get this or, or whatever but you just have to track and, and then see if you can find a pattern and then use that going forward yeah difficult um, one to answer that because pills is. are all so different and I think individuals will react differently to it as well be kind of an individual basis that one right I think I had another question I think it was regarding my sister calls this PCOS by the way PCOS do you, what do you say yeah 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 <laughs> and she was like PCOS PCOS and I'm like why no, do you keep never saying heard it no that. I know um so this I believe is um due to higher levels of testosterone but I'm not entirely sure so it's not something I am hugely hugely familiar with um I know that the side effects is you have irregular periods and also well you have cysts in your is it in your ovaries or around your ovaries um and you have your higher levels of antigen hormones, which is, uh, I'm guessing is testosterone. You can get things like acne, it's a whole um, host of ha- yeah, extra hair, and things like that. Um, so, and I think it also you can struggle with things like your weight and things like that. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how it, this can affect training? So, um, in terms of affecting training, it'd be probably very similar to like, to your standard menstrual cycle in terms of like you'll get your peaks and troughs of when you're feeling good um, the only hard thing with this is that your periods are irregular so it may just be more difficult to I don't know plan in advance 
your training or you know you might just be surprised one day feeling shit when you're expected to maybe feel good for a, f- a few more days i think that, again with that it's just going to be tracking but again you might find a pattern and you might not have you had any experience with any i haven't and it's quite it's quite a difficult one to advise on isn't it with the irregularity of your periods like it's it's so hard to track i've got friends that have had um had similar things and they just it's impossible to know when you're going to be on your period when it's going to stop like it could be a one day period it could be a seven eight day period and so to then plan your training and plan your life essentially around that is really really difficult so I really I really do feel for people that have got these irregular cycles because it's a tough one to advise on and a tough one to plan around yeah essentially absolutely so like in terms of like the nutrition side of things I know there's some things you can do um, I think a lot of it is to do with stabilizing the blood sugars and limiting like excess carbohydrates and sugars in the diet. So really making sure you're focusing on com- complex carbs, plenty of protein, fats. And there is, um, oh, I was going to say, there is a supplement you can take, which I'm not going to go into because I shouldn't really be, I shouldn't be advising that. But that's something that basically can help with stabilizing your blood sugar. Um, in terms of training, because I know the question is about training, I'm not actually entirely sure. And I don't think there is much literature based around that either in terms of the effects of training. Um, I know like with periods um, in general, when me and Hannah have both done our research, it's very like sporadic, isn't it? The the literature like, so and there's just not enough of it. Yeah, and absolutely. like traditionally, so the reason why we've got such a lack of research in in women is because originally women were not allowed to participate in research because um, we could bear children, and it was just at the risk in case women were pregnant. So this is years and years and years ago and I don't think it was until someone might have to correct me if I'm wrong because I think research began properly like clinical trials I don't know if it was like if it was before the first war or around that time but then I don't think women were allowed to participate in research until like 1970s I think 1977 or something like that I could be wrong so we've got all these years and years and years and years of research where it's only men have participated Mm. in um so that's why there's like all this catching up to do and we just didn't obviously realize how different women were to men mm-hmm. and it's still it's still a, tab- yeah. a taboo subject isn't it like you don't really you don't talk about it no <laughs> it doesn't no. get talked about not not enough at all it's getting um, better it is getting a lot better um we only have two minutes left guys by the way otherwise this will have to be a separate recording so unfortunately we actually are gonna have to wrap it up this makes me that so sad I know. Was that? so we're on 38 wow. minutes now i know um we've really really enjoyed this i've been really looking forward to doing yeah, this really good fun um, First and proper podcast for me. I know this is yeah, this is Hannah's debut, My isn't debut. it? Yeah. yeah, and do you know what? Like, I could yeah, we can definitely return this again, and maybe we'll go up a little bit into um, PCOS and yeah, perimenopause and things like that. We can branch out a little bit, and it's great for me and Hannah because it makes us learn more about these things. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, even though our research is very based around like menstruating and sport. Um, we're still really interested in learning about everything else um, so still fire the questions across but I really 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 hope this like helps at least one of you and I hope we answered the questions okay for you guys and honestly me and Hannah are more than happy to help if you've got any questions you can DM, it, DM us come see us in the gym yeah, come call us in the gym if you need us I've, we've both read books and listened to podcasts so if you want signposting anywhere I'm more than happy to do that as well but 
Yeah. Yeah. Flee. And off. So yeah, this has been so, so fun. I, mean, I, I feel like we've said bye so long. Okay. <laughs> I don't even say bye. I don't want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, well, thank you very much for listening, uh, ladies. I know there's no men listening to this, so I'm just going to say ladies. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. Guys. <laughs> bye. <laughs>